Hey everyone, welcome to Impact Marketer. Today's guest is a digital marketer and CEO of 99media, a results-driven Facebook ad agency. He's been featured on Kibo Daily, Influencer, Founder, Future Sharks, Yahoo Finance, Disrupt, Medium, and Thrive, to name a few. Having built a six-figure ad agency in six months and hosting a top 100 business podcast within four, he's most proud of building an organization that's been able to provide for himself, his teammates, and his clients. Overcoming the biggest challenges when it comes to entrepreneurship, which is client acquisition and sales, from failing to record his first podcast interview after he realized there wasn't any audio after an hour-long conversation. He was bold enough to reach out cold to interview role model Ricky Gutierrez, which to his surprise said yes, and that exploded his network and landed him a podcast interview with Grant Cardone. From being expelled from high school to beginning to speak on stages, network with nine-figure brand owners, and flying to interview his world-class podcast interviewees. He's a true definition of an entrepreneur. Please help me in welcoming John Danes. What's up, man? What's up, John? Thanks for being on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So, you know, you said you wanted to jump on and talk about sales and marketing. Um, yeah. I'm all ears, man. I'm, I'm actually currently building out my client acquisition system for these past, I've been doing it for these past three months and it's been such a learning experience. Um, so like, tell, tell me a little bit more about, maybe we can just do like a little consulting, man. This will be fun. So like, <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Um, just tell me, tell me everything. Yeah, man. So, uh, I, I first learned sales about a year ago. I was working at an agency selling, uh, real estate, uh, lead gen to, nice. uh, as, as seller listings uh, for realtors. And, uh, I think I definitely had a knack for it. I closed, um, there were $500 packages. I closed two in seven days and then I quit. Nice. I couldn't, couldn't work for the culture. Um, yeah. But yeah, it taught me a lot about cold calling and just having these sales conversations. Um, and then uh, I think three months ago, three or four months ago, um, my referral, my referrals basically went dry. I was like, oh crap, I need, I need, <laughs> I need a system, right? A predictable system for income yeah. and, and all that for my agency. So yeah, started going after car dealerships because I had a partnership right. with my buddy. Um, found out that the sales cycle is a little bit longer than I expected. And yeah. I had to go there in person because they're a little more old school. Um, mm -hmm. So I just paused that for right now. Um, and then, yeah, so I've been doing, uh, anything I can reach through email. So dentists, I'm going nice. I'm going to, I'm going to go after e-com soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, so dentists and e-com is what I'm going after, but I've been doing a cold email strategy okay. and tapping into my referral network, which has been great. Like I've landed about five, five meetings with, with different prospects. Um, but yeah, so like just right now learning how to build and automate the system, um, I'm probably going to buy a list soon, a verified list or have a VA go ahead and prospect uh, a list yeah. for me and then do this cold email outreach. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake that people make in selling is they don't have any reflection. So like they don't know when did the meeting or the call, where did it go super downhill or where did it go super uphill? Right. So like that's the biggest thing in your sales presentations when you're meeting with these people, like dive in, dive into like, where you feel like you did well you got to be super honest with yourself like even after the meeting like when you're in your car just be thinking like okay what did i do really right there what did i do not really right there and i think there's a lot of um there's just a lot of misinformation about selling um you know it's just like there's so many things out there about the whole high ticket closer mentality and this kind of style of selling like adam and i just had a guy come by the office who owns 28 units uh like 28 doors um, like that's a shitload of real estate mm -hmm. and, uh, we're, we're going to try to bring him on as a client. And it's like, we're not going to sit there and talk to this guy like, Oh dude, how would your wife feel if, if you don't do this? Or like, 
what, you know, like if you don't work with us, you're not going to reach your income goals. Dude, the guy's a multimillionaire. Like that's, that doesn't work anymore. He's doing this because he wants more streams. So first of all, you have to, you have to identify like, where can you really tap into with these people? Um, and it's a whole different style of selling. So like we sell one-on-one consulting with realtors. That's a completely different sale um, than, than it would be to sell agency services. It's a lot, you know, quicker sales cycle. Uh, you know, we, we get a lot more appointments and with agency stuff, it's a little bit less appointments that we get, but we will close a few more with the, with the realtors. It's, it's a little bit more calls, uh, you know, and to actually get some deals. So I think that's a big thing. And I think there's another big thing that a lot of people, um, one of my biggest misconceptions is you hear a lot of sales gurus like, Hey, don't let the client have control of the conversation. Hmm. So in, in my mind, or in, I think in any normal person's mind, when they hear that, they think you should be talking the whole time. Not true. You should go in and I'll even say this at the beginning of sales calls. There's a guy named Kevin nations that teaches this. And if people listening don't know who Kevin nations is, he mentored like Sam ovens and like ever, like it's the OG. Um, so like at the beginning of the call, literally say, Hey, look, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions to figure out if I can help you. If I can't, I'm going to pass you to someone in my network who can. And at the end of the call, I'm going to ask you if all that sounds fair. Does that sound good? Like that's a pretty rational way to open up the call mm-hmm. and people immediately know that you have their best interest in mind. Um, so you, you know, another thing like that a lot of people get messed up, you should never sell something that you don't fully believe in or believe that you can help someone with. Um, and like that, that bleeds through on your conviction. Like if salespeople, entrepreneurs, closers, whatever, if they only sold things that they genuinely knew would help someone, sales would be the easiest thing ever. Like the reason people don't trust salespeople is because they've got sold something that didn't work or didn't even work remotely like they thought it would. So I think those are the, uh, the few of the biggest um, bullet points in terms of selling and, and how you can, you know, really start to, to bump up those numbers. Um, what deal size do you play with? In terms of like uh, the coaching offer? Or uh, like whatever your, whatever your bread and butter is. Um, I mean, we like to aim for like three grand a month minimum. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a pretty comfortable number for most people. Like uh, I think one thing a lot of people take for granted is business owners have credit. So if you can get someone an ROI in like 30, 60 days, it's pretty much you can lock it up. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be that hard to close and you can kind of close those in and out and it's still something where it's going to take a little bit of effort. It's not just like a lay down. So that's the kind of number we like to play with the, the coaching offers a little bit more high ticket though. Can you, can you walk me through leveraging their credit in, into, I mean, uh, yeah. So I'm on the phone with an actual, uh, we're going to hire a closer for our coaching offer just because I'm always trying to learn from new people and, and get better and improve. And I think that's a, that's how everyone that's, you know, thinks they're good or is good like you just got to learn um so he i was talking to him and he was like dude you need to you need to qualify these people and literally ask them about their credit lines and i've never leveraged that before but i'll always be like hey if you can't afford it you probably got a credit card somewhere that we can hit right like you probably got 20 grand in credit lines if you and you can do that kind of thing if you actually believe you can help somebody like that's not something that's not a slot i think people hear that and be like oh that's a that's a really unethical thing to do, John. Well, no, like if, if you know for a fact you can help someone, it's not an unethical thing to do. That's actually a very, very good thing to do. Um, and a lot of times you just have to like dig into people's psychology because a lot of the times people's beliefs are what's actually holding them back 
from a sale. Um, so, so for instance, like when somebody says something's a lot of money in the macro, it's not a lot of money. Like if you're selling somebody a coaching offer, that's six grand, that's not a lot of money. Like it's in the long term, it's not a lot of money. And like worst case, first stuff we sell, like worst case, we're going to double your money. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty much a lay down. So like you have to dig into why people are so scared to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And you have to think that a lot of these people, their fear drives their decisions. Sure. And it's like, they are so scared to invest in themselves. And like, even a lot of times we'll tell clients on the phone, like, oh yeah, like you or for more for the coaching offer. Cause it's a little bit different style of sale. Um, Cause it, with the people coming in the coaching offer, it more have to stretch to afford it. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll literally say like, yeah, you know, growth, this is how growth happens. Growth, it's called growth pains for a reason. If I grow five inches in a night, I'm going to hurt like hell in the morning. It's, you know, it's, there's pain in growing. Uh, it's uncomfortable. So like making a big investment in yourself, it's going to be an uncomfortable thing, but it's going to pay out and it's really going to work for you. So I think that uh, there's a lot of things about like actually human psychology and sales. And it's not just like the cliche stuff of like, oh, sales psychology, blah, 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 blah. But it's actually people's belief systems and frameworks. And that's the reason that they do the things that they do. You know? Yeah, those are great points. Um, how did you come up with your two offers? So here's exactly what, what happened. That's a great question. So we were running month-to-month -month services for some real estate agents and we were killing it for them and we were getting them tons of leads. We we're getting great results and we would lose clients. And I would always wonder why do we keep losing clients? Well, later I find out it's because that they weren't doing follow up on the leads. So like I wanted to put the tools and equip realtors with tools to actually put this system in place by themselves and they can be able to do it on a little bit more of their own budget. So that's how we decided, Hey, let's put together a one-on-one -on -one offer for realtors and realtors are like, uh, there's a guy named Ravi Abuvala who's a good friend of mine. I don't know if you've heard of him. He owns a, a pretty, pretty good size agency. And, um, I remember when I told him months and months ago, I wanted to get into real estate and he's like, dude, don't go into real estate. Uh, people in real estate don't have any money. Like real estate agents don't have any money. So I was just like, okay, which I have seen, like not, yep. not a lot of real estate agents are financially well off, but a lot of them can support a coaching offer to actually learn how to put these systems in place by themselves. It's cheaper than digital marketing and it's cheaper than what they pay to Zillow every month. So we, we just found something that actually made sense um, where we could equip them with their own tools and we wouldn't be accountable for the mistakes that they were making. It's more putting the ball in their court. So that's why we decided to come up with the one-on-one -on -one offer. And then with, with the agency, that the agency's just always been our bread and butter. Um, but now we're more, we're more going into personality brands and e-commerce um, because it's just, it, it's transparent. It's just, it's, it's very transparent if we're getting someone results and if we're not. Um, can you emphasize more on that? What does that mean, transparent? Or why is it important it, it, here? It's a transparent process. Like, you know, you literally just take a screenshot of ads manager. Hey, here's what we spent. Here's what we converted. It's not like, oh, these, if you've ever seen the movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, it always reminds me of that scene. They're like, the leads are bad. The leads are bad. The leads are uh, bad. It's that, it's that kind of mentality that a lot of people have that are getting lead generation done because whatever reason, they're too lazy to call the leads. They're have shitty beliefs. They're, you know, I don't know. They, they think that there's, they're, I don't even know. There's just so many reasons. Like 
And, and, and a lot of that is valid to some extent. Like we started up the coaching offer. The first thing we did was work at a real estate company, me and my, my partner, Adam, who's right next to me. And we cold called list and list and list of Zillow leads. And people literally just like cussed us out and told us all these terrible things. And so we, we transitioned into actually doing lead generation. So it's just like, we wanted to put the ball in their court and with the do it for you services, what we're doing is really transparent. So we're able to show like, Hey, we're actually providing you an ROI. Cause like two biggest ways you're going to make money or the three biggest ways you're going to make money. You're going to make someone's life really, really easy, much easier like Amazon or Apple. You're going to save somebody a bunch of money. Like, you know, the many services out there that save you money, or you're going to make people money. Like that's really the core three things that are going to be successful and profitable. Sure. So we have decided on the, the third one, make people money. Um, so, so, you know, that's why doing the, the personality brands and working with some e-com stuff now is really transparent in the results that we can provide. And was it easy to make that transition? Like, are you the marketer behind, behind that? So Adam is actually a marketer genius. I'm more just in charge of the systems and the sales and overseeing everything. That's more how my brain works. I'm more of like a, a kind of a visionary personality. And Adam's more of an analytical kind of, you know, media buyer type of personality. So like people, I'll go to events and, and people will be like, Hey, tell me this about Facebook ads. And I'm like, I have a pretty good competency of Facebook ads and I understand Facebook advertising, but I'm not like a guru or couldn't go sure. launch a course tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I think that's sure. important. Like there's this, um, you know, when you're the founder of a company, I don't think you should be great at everything but you should instead be good at everything and be good at putting pieces together like let me ask you this if we have an orchestra who is going to be the best musician the uh i don't even this was going to be a really good example but i forget what the lady's called the instructor mm -hmm. or somebody who's actually playing the instruments it's going to be the people that are playing the instruments yeah but the instructors who pieces everything together and who says hey this sounds good baritones over here acapellas over here blah 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 so sure. it's uh, ceos and founders are more of instructors and conductors than they are people that are you know more tactical in the trenches and they can just eye talent like i've met adam i knew adam was going to be a pivotal piece i just knew it um so i, I guess that's one of those things that probably can't be taught you just kind of know it or you don't um but yeah that's kind of it's kind of how everything looks on the back end no that's cool and uh I, I've just recently met someone similar. I, I've just met my Adam, if you will. So I can totally yeah. relate to what you're saying. Um, awesome, so, you, you know, we, we've kind of talked about how to have the sales conversation, um, how you built your offer. Uh, we're missing one big piece, which is like the lead flow. Yeah. Driving traffic to the offer. Okay. So I am friends with almost everybody that runs a big agency online. Like, you know, uh, Eamon Gadgie's one of my close friends now. Jeremy Haynes is a, pretty good friend mentor. Um, I know like a lot of people that run big agencies and I'm pretty well versed in all these online communities and it's really funny. So I have a friend named Chandler Welling. They have a massive agency called Welling Media. They just run content creation. Uh, their minimums are like eight to 10 grand a month minimum uh, just for content creation services. So he's got all hit. There's so many different ways to get clients. And, but when you watch somebody's program or watch somebody's course, they really pigeon toe and they just kind of pride themselves on one method. So like it depends on what niche you're in number one, mm -hmm. but the best way to get clients is going to be by building a strong personal brand, like hands down 100%. That's going to be the way that you're going to actually retain and get clients that you want to work with. Like I was, uh, I was talking to E-Man the other day 
and they, they do some paid ads granted. And he was like, dude, I have so many people that have filled out my client application. I, I, I don't, I can't even get to them. So that's what I'm really transitioning to. We have full-time two full-time employees that just do outreach mm -hmm. on Facebook and Instagram and they crush it, dude. They book us a, a, a crap load of appointments, but I'm going to more transition into putting out consistent content, building out my personal brand more around digital marketing. And I've been, you know, pretty lucky because just with the podcast, I've been able to get deals. But now that I'm more transitioning into full-time digital marketing, I'm going to, you know, really start to build and center my personal brand around that because that's how you're going to get clients. Like I was on a call with a guy this morning who runs a pretty big e-com agency and he literally put a YouTube video out. It was a loom video. It had a hundred views and it was literally here's how you do manual bidding on Facebook. That's literally all it was like, here's how you do manual bidding, like a video that's in the Facebook blueprint. And he got an email one night that said, Hey, I've spent about 30 grand this month. I need a marketer. Can you help? And he signed this client on a 5k deal. Like there is in the age that we live in, there is nothing more valuable than building a personal. If you run an agency, nothing more valuable than building your personal brand. That's insane. Uh, yeah. I want to I go deeper on that, but real quick, um, what are your outbound uh, employees actually doing on Facebook and Instagram? So there, uh, we, we do a group strategy. So we, uh, we hammer groups pretty hard. I think that's really the only, like I under, uh, okay. So I've went through programs that say, Hey, you need to reach out directly to businesses on Facebook. I think that's a terrible method to be, to be quite on it. Like I, I think that's an awful method if you're on a marketing agency in 2020, um, and mind you, there's a lot of things that worked really well for people in 2017. They don't work in 2020 anymore. That's just how, how the game is. So I think mm -hmm. cold messaging, reaching out to businesses is terrible. Like don't do it. You need to get in Facebook groups and provide value and then snipe people in these groups, meaning reach out to them, add them as friends, send them messages. And then for Instagram, uh, Instagram, we can kind of do more of a, like a rapid fire approach and reach out to a lot of people, just a little bit lower quality. So we'll start do like hashtag searches and go find pages that are following. Realtors are really easy to find, mm -hmm. but like dentists, doctors, it's a lot harder niche to hone in on. And most of the Facebook groups are going to um, be run by somebody who's actually a marketer. So you're going to have a hard time stealing clients from that group. So what we're doing right now in the process of doing is we're building a Facebook group ourselves. It's called Realtor Domination. That's the name of our offer. Cool. So like just to provide free value and just be an authority uh, because like who, who are they going to go with somebody who cold messages them or somebody who they've seen consistently drop value on a daily basis. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. all about that value exchange and you got to find a way to differentiate yourself too. Right? So like if you're doing the exact same thing as everyone else, you're going to get the exact same results and you have to think about how many people took some course about here's how you go message a hundred people in a day. And now they're just sending all these messages and, and clients, people that could be good clients for your agency and who would probably love working with you are now pissed off because they've had 30 digital marketers reach out to them in the past week. So you just find a way to differentiate yourself, find a way to be different and provide as much value as you can for free. Don't ever be afraid that a client's going to run off with information. I have a lot of people that are like, Hey, if I take them through a demo call and then they ghost me, uh, well, they're just going to run off with all my information. You can't think in a scarcity mindset, like be valuable because that's the way you're going to close a deal. Like I'd rather be valuable and have one client take my information than be vague and have no clients ever sign. Sure. You know what that's I mean? cool, man. And I'm actually going to be launching a, uh, 
online summit on how to grow a Facebook group. So I will send you that link. Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to check it out. Yeah. Um, and your employees can actually add value to the groups. Are these marketers or do you have like prompts for them to post in the Facebook groups? So we actually just write out organic that they post and then they, then they start to do matching. We're still building the group right now. So mm -hmm. we will just, we'll write out some organic for them, but we'll mainly just post a lot in the group and they'll kind of monitor everything. And then they're still going in other Facebook groups as well. And, Got it. and adding okay. people and sending messages. I, I didn't know if that method worked because I saw, it seems like a lot of spammers are in groups. There is a lot of spammers in groups and there's a lot of low quality traffic, but like it's going to be the best method right now. Like, especially if somebody's just getting started and they want to try to scoop a couple clients up, the Facebook groups are kind of going to be where it's at because like reaching out to businesses, it's terrible. Everybody's got somebody that's, that's logged into their business Facebook and your messages are just going to get swatted away if they even get open. Um, cold calling, it can be somewhat effective, but you have to be good at cold calling. Like a lot of people, cold calling is hard. Um, yep. so, so we're going to test a little bit of cold calling this year, but you know, building the personal brand, we're putting together some free trainings and some offers right now that I think are going to be valuable. Cause I think that's where everything's moving towards. Like people want free value before they buy something. Um, but yeah, the Facebook groups, you know, like nothing's going to be a great method in terms of just cold outreach, reaching out to businesses, nothing is going to be a great method. Um, but you're going to just, if you do a lot of actions, you'll get some clients, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's just kind of the truth of the matter. For sure, man. Uh, and all right, let's, let's go in on this personal brand. Like mm -hmm. what does having a good personal brand mean for your agency? Like, how are you defining yeah. that and how are you going after it? Good client or good question. So, um, I mean, just putting out consistent content around marketing that people are watching, um, and, and not so much content about how to start a marketing agency. So like, I want to be really clear here. You're not, this doesn't mean becoming a, an agency guru. This means actually putting out marketing wisdom. Um, and actually on Instagram and on Facebook, whether it's you're writing out long organic posts, we've been, we've been testing a lot of that. Me and Adam are like, okay, well, what if we were, and Adam was talking to me the other day. He's like, what if I write this organic and it flops? And it, he's like, you show me some organic that you wrote right now. Like, what if you write this organic and it flops? Like, it's going to happen. Like, you're going to write stuff that's going to get no likes, no comments. Your uncle's probably looking at you like you're a moron and you shouldn't have dropped out of college. But, like, it's the truth. <laughs> so, you know, it's just – that's just how it's going to go. Like, you're not going to – people think I'm just going to write one organic and I'm going to get seven clients. It's not at all how it works. It's going to be some persistent effort. So, like, really honing in on some organic stuff on Facebook with just actual value. Um, and that's like real value. Not, not talking about how many users are on Facebook. Like nobody cares about that. Like talk about real value. And then on Instagram, I do a lot of Insta stories and I'll just ask, like, if you want something, just ask, I have a decent sized personal brand now, but like I've just put on my story, Hey, who knows some real estate agents? And I probably had 30 people message me and say, Hey, here's a referral for you. And like all these people are first name basis. So well, that's what helps a lot when you're, when you're a digital marketer or when you're, when you've built a little bit of a personal brand, but I'm going to start transitioning to actually putting out some, some real marketing content on Instagram. And I think that's where we're going to move towards. So we can actually start to, you know, tighten everything up around here and, uh, you know, more, get more turn into a little bit more of a boutique model and start to just take on perfect clients. Okay. So you've, you've built a, a sizable personal brand. You're getting some attention. What is that funnel? to get them to close from that, from that attention? Yeah. Good question. So, I mean, normally we'll just 
talk to them a little bit about kind of their goals and then we'll hop on a discovery call and just basically go really into depth on exactly what they're trying to do. Um, cause like a lot of people, like I said, like we'll get on the call with people and I'll be like, Oh, we can't help you. Uh, here's somebody who can, and I'll just pass them off. But, um, normally after we get somebody that comes through the funnel and just like is talking to us, just try to get them to book a call. Then we'll hop on a zoom or a phone call and just kind of take them through our process. I don't, I mean, maybe I should, I found most people that are good at closing don't, but I don't actually, um, have like any kind of sales presentation. I just kind of get on there and ask them about their goals. Because when you have a sales presentation, it's not custom tailored towards them and their goals. It'd be like me and you wearing the same suit. We probably don't wear the same size suit, right? So like I get on and just ask people questions about their motives and their intentions. Like I said, everybody has different intentions for doing some people that just got into real estate and want to build a career in real estate are going to get in the real estate consulting because they want to grow their business. People that come in that own 28 apartments uh, or 28 doors aren't coming in because they're broke. They're coming Mm -hmm. in because they want to get inbound leads every day and grow their business, you know, on autopilot or even sell off the leads if they want. So like, you know, you kind of just have to figure out what people's motives are and figure out the reason that they're even on the phone with you. Cause that's, you know, uh, did you ever see that podcast with Grant and uh, Jordan Belfort? And he's like saying no interest is interest and all that crazy stuff. No, I haven't. No, it's terrible. Man, you got to watch it. But, you know, (laughs) um, Grant said that no interest level is a level of interest and that's not true at all. But like, you know, somebody's on the phone with you. They're obviously interested in what you have. So if you can provide them some value, like that's one of our biggest selling points. When you're in, when you're in the agency game, you're not selling your services. You're selling the call. Like you're, you're just saying, Hey, can we get on a call? And then you're, you're shining in the call. Mm -hmm. So just getting on and figuring out like what people need help with, where you can plug in and help them and, 90% 90% of the time people are saying, you know, I just not growing fast enough or I'm not getting clients the way I want to. And then I'm able to say, okay, well, here's how we can help you. And you know, it's not, it's not like a visual presentation. Like I said, it's not some big slide deck or pitch deck that I take them through. It's just me asking them questions and figuring out if I can help them or not. And then genuinely explaining how, you know what I mean? And, and just sure. getting over all those bumps of the bad beliefs that they have or the reasons that they, you know, don't want to make a decision on the discovery is that the sales call as well or do you try to schedule another sales call so it really depends um it's kind of like we go in aiming for a one call close most of the time especially with the coaching offer um but there's sometimes like people just need a little bit of time like Mm -hmm. i i mean i don't want somebody to jump in and feel uneasy about doing something or working with me because i feel like that just I'm not like a hippie or anything, but I just feel like that brings bad mojo on the relationship out of the gate. Sure. So if somebody wants to like, you know, the, the guy that walked out of here today and he's like, Hey, I want to talk to my wife. And it's not like, you know, it's not like one of these, you know, uh, dude, why would you need to talk to your wife? Are you not a decision maker? Like you don't say stuff like that to people. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to talk to your wife. If I was married, I'd want to talk to my wife too. You know what I mean? I feel that I've adequately presented to you everything that I have. I know I can help you. I've shown you multiple ways how I can help you. I've shown you some results that we've gotten in the past for clients just like you. You need to talk to your wife and you want us to all sit down. Awesome. Let's do it. And I'm going to tell your wife the exact same things. So it's like, you know, we want to aim for a one call close, but there's people in different situations that I don't want them to be super uneasy when it comes to like, I don't want people to be like, oh, literally like John forced me to get on a call. Because when I look back, 
on the most expensive and one of the worst sales decisions I've ever made, the guy literally like hammered me into it. You know what I mean? It was like, it was uncomfortable and it wasn't good. And then I ended up having a bad experience. So, uh, you know, it's just, I want people to be, to feel good making a decision and I want people to be happy and I want people to be like, thank you for, for helping me make that decision. 100%. Yeah. And if you can close them on that call and, and you're not rushing them, that's great. Now, what happens if you can't close them on that call? What is your follow-up like? You immediately have to discover, like you immediately have to establish when you're going to hop on the call next and don't make it too far out. Um, like make it like 24 hours or like 12 hours if you can. Make that as soon as possible because if you don't, you're not going, they're, they're gone. It's it. So like it's immediately establish when you're going to hop on a call next. Don't let people tell you that they're going to take five days to talk to their wife. It's a, it's a 15 minute conversation. So like, you know, immediately establish, Hey, when are we hopping on the call next? Because if you don't not good. <laughs> so immediately if somebody's like, Hey, I need to talk to my wife. Okay, cool. Um, if you actually need to talk to your wife or, or you've actually told me what you need to talk to her about or what you, you know, are confused on or whatever, then, you know, let's get on a call in 24 hours. Like when, what time do you want to hop on the phone next? When's the best time and actually get it scheduled. Cause if you don't, if it's not in the calendar, it's not going to happen. Sure. Yeah. And have you ever followed up beyond that point? Cause I've heard like some people follow up every month ongoing. No, you know, right now I have a few people that I follow up with like, I don't know, just because I wasn't really great at my sales process or whatever. I got un I got uncomfortable on the call and, you know, stuff like that happens. And it's people that are like, hey, I'll be ready in January. Hey, I'll be ready in February. Hey, I'll be ready in March. It's, it's just, peop you know, if aim to get it done in one call, if you can't get it done in one call, get a legitimate reason that you can't get it done in one call. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we had a client, he was waiting to get paid out by some of his clients. I said, okay, cool. I woke up Sunday morning, the invoice was paid. So like, that's an actual, you know, I'm not going to sit there and force you when you get, when you're waiting on client payments, I understand how it is. I'm not going to sit there and try to force you to pay me. I understand that you're going to pay me. I, I can genuinely tell it if, if your intentions, right? So like, if you say, Hey, if somebody says, Hey, I'll be ready in a month on a call, that's just uh, like follow up with them, still follow up with them, put them in the CRM if you can't close them, if you just can't do it, cause not, you're not going to close everyone and you shouldn't try. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you, if somebody says follow up with me in a month, put in the CRM and try because you could be missing out on money, but I would never bank on somebody that says, send me a message in a month. I just would never put my money on it. For sure. Uh, what's your close percentage percentage? If Adam and I sit down with someone in person, this is a wicked statistic. It's about 80%. 80%? If we sit down with someone in person. Now for phone calls, more like 10 to 15, maybe 20. But if we sit down with somebody in person, 80% close rate. I don't know. It's just, we make a good team. I don't know. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot more personable when you sit down with someone in person. It's uh, like a lot of people, I don't, I would much rather sit down with someone. And when I look at the clients that worked out really well, we sat down with them in person. Um, it's cool to close people over the phone. It's cool to close people over zoom, but I like sitting down and just really getting to know someone. Um, cause I feel like it, it makes for a better relationship. So, 
yeah, if we can sit down with somebody, it's it's game over. Like we'll we'll be on the way to a, an in person meeting, and I don't like you know how this is going to turn out because when we sit down, it's just it's just a good synergy, and we all we all get along really well. That's cool, man. Uh, before my last question, so any sales questions that you think I missed or you want to touch on? No, I think you asked some good questions, man. I mean, there's there's a few things that you have to tackle, right? You gotta you gotta figure out how to get appointments. If you if you don't get appointments, if you don't get leads, you, there is no sales process. So you have to just figure out how you can actually get people on the phone, and then you gotta refine your sales process. And you you gotta look at sales like an actual human and not like a robot. You know, there's so many people that just have a bad outlook on sales for whatever reason. And you just got to, you know, look at it like a normal person and you'll be all right. Cool, man. Uh, last question. What do you want to be known for in 10 years? That's a good, that's a good question, man. I don't know. Like that's a, that's a hard one. I like business and I always want to be known as a businessman, but I want to be known as somebody who actually, you know, helped some people, made some changes, you know, like just change the way that people think. I think people just, you know, like they say, it's on the Lululemon bags. 99% of uh, disease is caused by stress. It's just people that have shit beliefs and nobody really has anything to be stressed out about. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's just, I was listening to Logan Paul's podcast the other day and it's just like, dude, even us, we get stressed like about invoices not getting paid or we get stressed about, you know, I like, I, I got pissed off the other night because my fate, I couldn't get a reservation until nine 30 at a restaurant. Like, dude, what? Like, that's just, that's just not, that's just like so out of perspective. So I think that I just want to be a person that helps people and improves the quality of people's life, whether it's clients, whether it's people that follow me online, whether it's friends, just a person who's not only a really great businessman and who kicks ass in business and in life, but you know, somebody who just helps people. Great answer, man. And uh, where can people find, find out more about you? Yeah, so you can go to 99media.co to learn about any any kind of digital marketing stuff that we do, anything we offer. You can find me on Instagram at John Danes. Those are kind of the two hot spots for finding me. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on, man. This was super fun. Thanks for being on, dude.